Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is an actor and director who you've seen in films like Netflix's The Guilty, I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer in Focus with Margot Robbie and Will Smith. And he's also starred in series like ABC's Stumptown and NBC's Blacklist Redemption. And coming up on December 31st, his directorial debut, a new feature he also wrote and stars in opposite Dasha Polanco and Raul Castillo. Please welcome to Actors with Issues, Mr. Adrian Martinez. Thank you. Keep it down, everybody. Keep it down. Look at this. <laughs> the imaginary crowd is going crazy. So, uh, Adrian, we're going to go ahead and get started with a uh, quick game we always open our show with called Getting to Know You. So we're going to see how many of these rapid fire questions you can get in 60 seconds. And we'll start with an easy one. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Drama or comedy? Employment. <laughs> Hero or villain? Employment. I feel like stage acting or screen acting? Employment. <laughs> if you could guest star on any TV show, which would you choose? Ooh. Succession. Uh, what movie never fails to make you laugh? Uh, the Exorcist. <laughs> What actor has had the biggest influence on you? Dude, that's a tough one. Charlie Chaplin. Mm. Uh, what director has had the biggest influence on you? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I would have to say um, Stanley Kubrick. And uh, describe your most memorable audition in three words. And memorable can mean good or bad. So that's up to you. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Adrian, I counted and you have appeared in 82 episodes of television, over 110 IMDb credits total, multiple plays off Broadway, some of them directed by the great Philip Seymour Hoffman. But let's jump to before all of that. So when did you first start performing and what was it that made you want to like jump all in and pursue a career in acting? I first started performing when I was 10 years old and my mom wanted to spank me. And I kept uh, pretending that I had a back problem so she wouldn't spank me. <laughs> and I was like, no, mommy, no, no, no. Mommy, it's back my back, my back. <laughs> Uh, so that was technically the first performance in high school. I was, um, uh, let's see, I was, I, w I saw a sign and someone told me about a sign for a, uh, an audition for uh, one of those reality shows called Unsolved Mysteries. And I was a teenager and I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. And like, dude, uh, all you have to do is run a hundred yards and they'll pay you a hundred dollars. That's like a dollar a yard. And, and you can get into the union and you're on your way. Because I was actually a sprinter in high school. Um, and uh, all right, whatever. And so I went and yeah, it wasn't, they just had me and three other guys lined up in a, in a mm. sprint. And yeah, I dusted them, I left them in the dust. And then uh, I got the job and they were just like, great. Just run up to this building and just knock on the door and scream, open the door, open the door. And I was like, uh, who am I screaming to and why? And uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> turns out that my character was like 18, 
uh, rapist, allegedly, and mm. kind of wish I had known that. Um, but yeah, uh, I got my SAG eligibility for that. You know, like many actors' careers, for everyone, there are ups and downs. There's times when you're booking a lot and you're like, I'm killing it. And then there's times when slumps hit and you just are desperately wanting to work. Yeah, I'm recurring, time... on the, I'm recurring on the show Unemployment. I'm recurring <laughs> on that. Uh, in fact, um, uh, I'm in it right now. <laughs> Was there ever a time that an acting career just felt unachievable? to you? And if so, how did you end up overcoming that feeling? There certainly have been moments of despair and like, why me? And I should have booked that. It's because I'm young, it's because I'm old, it's because I'm fat, because I'm a Latino, because I'm this, because I'm that. And at the end of the day, there is something about my DNA that is very resilient. I don't quit. I will not quit. I just keep going. I don't care what shit happens, it comes down. I just keep fucking going. And I that's it. I saw an interview on 60 Minutes with Rita Moreno. She talked about being raped uh, as a young teen and by her own agent. She talked about all the stereotype, racism, and this and that. And they asked her, like, why do you keep going? How do you keep going? And she said, uh, I am resilient. And that is the key. I am resilient. I, I totally got it when she said it. And... Uh, that's basically the most important thing. More than talent is hard work and resiliency. Yeah, it's like you're just taking sort of punch after punch and rejection after rejection and getting so close to roles that you want. Is there, I hate to ask, but is there a role that got away for you? Well, the James Corden role in Cats, I think I would have done better. I mean, I just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's so many. I was up for the role of uh, that Chris Sullivan booked on This Is Us. So, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I tested for that and um, just didn't work out. You know, I read with, with the lady uh, and it was good. I mean, I would have hired me, but um, <laughs> uh, Dan Fogelman had a different idea. So that was that. So this upcoming film of yours, um, I, Gilbert, it, I mean, it sounds like a total passion project. It usually is the case when folks write and direct and star in something. It's something that they want just out there. It's a story they want to share. Um, and in this particular case, it's the story of this 39-year-old who lives with his overbearing mother, uh, who's longing for human connection and, and falls in love with one of the tenants in his building who is in a bad relationship herself with a war vet who suffers from PTSD. So how did this whole project come about for you? And, and yeah, so how did just in general, how did the whole com, uh, project come about? Where did the idea come from for you? Oh, did you see it? I have not yet. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance. Oh, in to that see case, it. it's amazing. I can't even tell you. <laughs> um, no, it is. It's damn good. It started for two reasons. One, um, I was on the subway, it's a true story, in New York, and this woman, very attractive in the summer, uh, very, very attractive, but just sitting there, minding her business, reading a book, and this guy just came up to her and just started taking pictures of her, just like that. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and he, he just, he was just dead. He had no reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And the next train stop came and he got off the train, never said a word, never did anything. 
And I thought to myself, who is this guy? What the hell is that about? And where are we going where a guy could be that disconnected? And, you know, I have a daughter. She's just became a teenager. And I'm thinking to myself, who is she going to wind up with if the world keeps getting this kind of disconnected? And then when you throw in COVID and all this stuff, you know, it's basically crazy because there's more disconnection, you know, like, so I just, those were the two reasons why I feel, I felt like I had to tell a story about a guy who feels like all he can do to connect is take pictures of women and what kind of world is that? Uh, so it's a cautionary tale of where we might be mm -hmm. going if we allow this disconnection to keep messing with us. And was the, did you guys film during the pandemic or was it um, beforehand? We filmed mostly before the pandemic, but last uh -huh. year, 2020, I had to do some reshoots uh, with social distancing. Yes, I got my booster mm -hmm. back off. Um, <laughs> uh, but most of it was pre-pandemic, fortunately. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as your co-stars, Raul Castillo and Dasha Palanca, how do you work with them previously or, or was this your first time working with them? Um, first time with Dasha, she came recommended to me by my wife, Emmy, who's also in the movie and is the music supervisor, Emmy mm -hmm. C, uh, fantastic artist herself. Uh, and Raul, it's interesting, Raul and I met at the Labyrinth Theater Company and mm -hmm. he had been a fan of my work. And then we both wound up being in a Sundance movie called Don't Let Me Drown. Uh, so we both hung out at Sundance for a bit, but we technically never worked together. And so, um, this is the first time we did that. And it was a real privilege because this guy, as well as Dasha, they give you hundred percent of who they are. There's no fake notes to them at all. They can't help be authentic and completely present. And that's what I really needed. And I tell you the first day. I threw them both in a blender, basically, because like they, they had just met, they hadn't met each other, they hadn't worked together. And the very first day, uh, they were in this very violent, passionate fight scene that's in the movie. And they had to go there. They were basically shot out of a cannon. And uh, I was very nervous. We had no time to rehearse because of scheduling problems. And you would never know. They just totally nailed it. And with such a long career, like the, the career that you've had and this being your directorial debut, were there any influences from, from directors you've worked with or that you admire that you pulled in for, for this first experience for you? Different directors, man. Like Ben Stiller, I worked with him on The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ben taught me about work ethic. I mean, this guy, because he produced it, he directed it, and he started it. And this is a movie well over $100 million in budget. He was responsible for all of it. And he had a lot writing on that movie. And he was the first to show up, the last to leave, relentlessly hardworking. Uh, so he taught me really about, he just he didn't say anything, but I could see just how hard he worked. And it was very, very, uh, very influential. You know, that's the price you pay when you have to wear multiple hats. That's the price you pay. You got to work your ass off. And then, um, you know, I think about a director like Sidney Lumet, who I worked with on The Interpreter, passed on, rest in peace. Very, very, very loving towards actors, very patient, very cool. 
just right there with you every step of the way. I was nervous. I was doing a scene, several scenes with Nicole Kidman, and I was nervous and um, kind of like my first big movie. And then I was just like, look, she's got you, man. She knows she's a really good actor. She knows what she's doing. You got this. Just breathe. You know, he walked me through it. And he let me improvise on a movie where each day they're spending half a million dollars, probably. And I was, mm. it was this guy, and he's improvising. I remember saying uh, to Nicole, uh, she asked me if she could leave her her uh, her cello in my sound room, and I said, "Listen, number one, stop flirting. It's not going to happen here." <laughs> and and she was like. <laughs> But they let me play around, man. It, it didn't make it into the movie, but they let me play around. I just, I'll never forget. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying today's episode so far, please do us a big favor and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening and leave us a rating and review. You can also head over to Instagram and give us a follow at Actors With Issues. Believe me, reviews, ratings, and follows really help us out and get our show out there to help more people, actors and artists who are looking for advice from professional working actors. Be sure to also share the podcast with any of your friends and family that you think would enjoy the show. As always, thank you for all of your support. Now, let's get back to the show. So with the name of our show, uh, it is called Actors with Issues. And the reason for that, I did start this podcast uh, at the height of the pandemic uh, last May. I see where this is going. Actors with Issues. (laughs) Let's call it. I see it. Uh, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> uh, I, I initially started this show to to be able to check in uh, with all of my actor friends and just see what's up. And it's grown into this where I'm talking with people like you. And I had uh, Patina Miller on the show recently. Tony Winter has worked on TV a bunch. And uh, being able to talk with actors of all levels has been awesome. And just hearing their insight on issues that actors commonly face and with every person as a completely different experience. So for you, what is an issue that sticks out that you faced during your career? It could be like lack of representation, um, things like audition anxiety, imposter syndrome, just anything that you're comfortable sharing your experience about. Well, I mean, let's face it, you know, we're, we're 20% of the population practically, and we're 2% or less of what you see in movies and TV. And uh, I mean, I started out like in the late 90s as a kid who didn't know anything and um you know you you could basically i mean i was on the sopranos as a janitor i was a drug dealer on america's most wanted like i just did whatever i could do and i did it Mm. i always would try to show up with a three-dimensional approach to the character like i knew they i was just a flat device to them but to me, it was a human being I was betraying. And I would always push, I would always show up with a backstory. This is who this character is. And they were like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? The backstory? We um, so I really always try to humanize everything I portrayed. And that kind of like got people talking, you know, like this guy, this guy, he means business. Um, but the overwhelming odds 
are technically against Latino actors. I think it's getting better, uh, but I don't worry about it and I don't think about it. What I do is empower myself with scripts that I wrote, uh, movies that I'm doing, projects that I'm getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I literally just keep going. So I have my production company, I do my own shit, that's it. You know, I'm always working. Whether they decide to hire me, that's another issue, but I am always working. And that's the approach. It's not enough to be an actor. You have to also be a producer. You have to be a writer. Oh, but I don't write. You get somebody who does. There's always somebody who's got something to say. Mm-hmm. And you look up with that person and you write and you just put your own projects off the ground. Oh, but I don't have a big red camera. You don't need a big red camera. You know, I'm shooting a trailer right now on my phone. I got the 13 Pro Max and it's amazing. And you download the software called Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro. Let me tell you something. It looks great. You know, I shot I Gilbert on the on the dragon, the red dragon. I struggled to see the difference. Um, so yeah. You know, I've had to deal with with racism and, and, you know, systemic, you know, unfairness towards people of Latinos. Uh, There's a lot of infighting amongst Latinos. We all know about it. But I just keep going, man. That's the only way. Resilience, the word comes up again. And looking back, if you could give any advice to young Adrian, uh, what would you tell him? Um, Put down the donut. Uh, also, um, uh, just really, what would I tell them? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You know, like, it's not a fair world. Nothing's guaranteed. Nobody owes you shit. And it's still going to be all right. You know, you still show up, do what you got to do, and you, you work out there. And that's it. Uh, so we're going to wrap up with our last segment called now that we know you it's not rapid fire so don't worry about <laughs> getting the quick questions out or quick responses out uh first is uh fill in the blank if i weren't working in the arts i'd be teacher what was your biggest takeaway from the pandemic how unstoppable we are like we've i mean the city new york LA, the world has taken quite a hit. People still showing up doing that thing, man. Uh, what is a world issue you think more people should care about? Well, the environment. I mean, the environment. I just saw a polar bear walking out of McDonald's with two filet of fishes. Like, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. I, I kid. <laughs> I, I kid, because that's what I do. But yeah, I am concerned about the environment. I'm concerned about when my daughter is my age, like what will be the world? Are we, what will be the world? Mm. I really wonder about that. Yeah. What is the best advice you ever got? Uh, just keep going. Just keep going. There's so many reasons to stop. Uh, and you can you have that option, certainly. Uh, but for me, I have gotten so much out of life and relationships by not quitting. And what's the worst advice you ever got? 
Um, I had an agent that told me, change your name because you can pass for Italian and you'll work more if you go around as Adrienne Martino and he can mm. sell you as Italian. Um, what she didn't realize what she was saying was all the thousands of Mayans, and it turns out I'm Mayan, like I did the 23 and me, I'm a Mayan. Mm. You know, all the millions of Mayans that, that, op- that led to this moment, that opened the door for you to get you to this moment don't matter because now you're Italian. Jeez. That was the worst advice. Uh, and lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Other than just keep going, I would say uh, don't waste time. Time doesn't give a shit. Time keeps tick-tocking, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon I'll be 20. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could barely get that line out. <laughs> <laughs> You wake up one day and the next thing you know, you're like 40. You're like, holy shit. Really? Yeah, really. Don't waste time. Awesome. Adrian, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I can't wait to see I Gilbert. Me and my boyfriend are definitely going to go watch. We're in New York, so there will be a screen here. Thank you, Juan. So where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Uh, at Taste of Adrian. T-A-S-T-E of Adrian. And that's also my Twitter and on Facebook. And you can all follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniel Official. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. And don't miss Adrian Martinez and I Gilbert in theaters and on demand December 31st. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.